Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. I've been telling you for months now, this thing is not over. The government will always find another excuse to retain the power they now hold over you. And they found it. The Delta variant. Get ready for more mask mandates and possibly lockdowns. Friends, it's time for Hold the Line. If you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Let me repeat. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. How times change, huh? Welcome to Hold the Line. I'm Buck Sexton, and that was President Joe Biden in May of this year, just just a few months ago, right? This was a very straightforward proposition. Get the shot, you're done with the masks. That's what we were told, and that's what they said the science was telling us. But we know that, one, they get things wrong, and two, they often say the science, and what they, what they really mean is their judgment of the science, so to speak, the way that they subjectively interpret what is a fair risk to take, what's acceptable for society. These are not black and white issues. There is certainly nuance required, but that's not what we get. We always get panic, hysteria, and do anything and everything that the most over-anxious in our society want to deal with COVID. And we bring you now the latest out of Washington, D.C., Uh, D.C. will require masks indoors for all people over two years of age starting this Saturday, regardless of vaccination status. So let's just let's just review for a moment here. You got the shot, maybe because you thought it was going to protect you fine. But other people got the shot because they just don't want to deal with the nonsense anymore. They didn't want to be in a position where they would have to continue to mask and deal with these COVID rules and regulations that we've all become so very tired of. And so now the government, after saying, oh, don't worry about it, you can trust us, is saying, actually, at least in D.C. and in Los Angeles and a few other places, you got to mask up even if you're vaccinated. Why? What is really pushing this? Well, as we know, children can't get the vaccine yet. A lot of people don't want them to get the vaccine regardless. But Is this about the risk to children? Here's the CDC director, Walensky, saying, no, it's not that. Now, the Delta variant isn't making kids 
any sicker per se. Is it because the statistics as the studies have come back from from children and COVID, what from the UK, uh, what did we learn there? Some 99.995% of the 470,000 children in England infected survived. I mean, that's an incredible survival rate. The Delta variant isn't making kids any sicker, is it? We don't have any evidence that is doing so, and that's really great news. But I do want to emphasize, and, and I know all of the data, and it is so true that all of the data say the kids do better than the adults. Transmission is less in schools than it might be in other places um, when prevention strategies are in place. Right. So why are we then masking up vaccinated people in D.C.? Oh, because they say so, because this is political. It's very political. The mask is now the MAGA hat of Democrats. This is their way of showing their political allegiance and also of forcing their political opponents to bend the knee. If you're wondering, are they really that explicit about it? I mean, are they doing this in a way that no serious person could make the case that there's not a a heavy dose of politics involved in all this? Well, here is Nancy Pelosi, who is now requiring... Um, a mask mandate in the House of Representatives. Here you go. Consistent with the newly updated guidance from the Office of the Attending Physician related to the increased threat from the Delta variant of the virus, the chair wishes to inform all members and staff that masks will once again be required in the hall of the House. However, members will be permitted to remove their mask temporarily while under recognition. To be clear, members and staff must wear masks in the hall of the House at all times except when a member may remove his or her mask when recognized by the chair. In addition, members presiding as chair may remove their mask when speaking. Remember a mask up between bites? That was a, a, a shockingly stupid thing that Democrats were demanding for a while because, you know, restaurants had to allow you, you can't actually eat through a mask. They couldn't even push that. I'm sure if they could have found a way, they would have wanted us to, you know, through osmosis or something, taking the nutrients through a mask. But Democrats couldn't, uh, couldn't make that happen. So instead, we were told, mask up between bites. So, you know, there you are chewing. You've got your mask on, but you're putting the food in the mouth. The uh, mask can come down for a second. Uh, this is stupid beyond words. Any person who's reasonable and rational understands this. On the House floor now, you can pull your mask down. So that means that, you know, you're, you're spewing your COVID in the air if you're sick, right? But then it's okay. The whole, look, it's so idiotic that it's even hard to describe it without flipping over desks and throwing things out the window. But they're also very serious about this. At least Nancy Pelosi and the authoritarian Democrats are. Uh, they'll arrest you over the mask issue in the House of Representatives now. If a visitor or a staff member... This was, this was official guidance. This was, uh, this was just released. If a visitor or staff member fails to wear a mask after a request is made to do so, the visitor or staff shall be denied entry to the House office buildings or House side of the U.S. Capitol. Any person who fails to either comply or leave the premises after being asked to do so would be subject to an arrest for unlawful entry. So essentially, you will be treated like a trespasser. You'll be kicked out and arrested if you refuse to wear a mask. Now, this is interesting because there are some Republican members of Congress. I spoke to Congressman McCarthy, the House Minority Leader today about this, who strongly oppose this Queen Nancy's mask mandate. And some are even saying that they will violate it and force there to be 
consequences uh, you know, levied against them. We'll have to see if that ends up happening. But this is all, a, this is all pandemic theater. This is about control. This is not making anyone safer. This is going back on the promise of the government. And I mean, they really want to also just use this as a moment to blame everything again on Trump and Trump voters. And that's really their favorite game here is make this as explicitly political as they can. Here's uh, Chris Cuomo doing just that. I know people in the media are talking down to you if you didn't get vaccinated. That's not me. But I don't believe that you're confused. I believe you're being baited by your enablers to see it as confusing as a way of rationalizing your resistance. But you know you got it. Get the vaccine and you won't need the masks and we'll stop the virus. Remember, that was Trump's promise. That was the promise of Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, he overhyped it, but the vaccine came. It was his vaccine, and then you didn't take it. And when people did take it, what happened? The need for the masks went away. But then those who refused to get the vaccine allowed the virus to spread and change. So now we need masks again. So get vaccinated. Seems that Bro Cuomo is unfamiliar with the usage of the internet where you can actually search and see that there are plenty of people who are getting COVID who are breakthrough cases. In fact, in Los Angeles, they're estimating that it's a pretty high percentage of new cases are people who have been fully vaccinated. So it's not as simple and straightforward as he's pretending it is. And then for people like me who have had confirmed COVID diagnoses in the past or diagnosis of COVID-19 infection and beat it, there is no medical justification for demanding that I get vaccinated. So maybe stop talking down because you look like a jackass, right? That would be a much better way to approach this based on facts and reality. All right, we got more on this with commentary editor at the Washington Examiner, Con Carroll, when we come back. But first, I got to tell you about my friends at Done For Your Real Estate. I mean, if you've ever thought about investing in real estate, I want you to take me up on this recommendation right now. Visit doneforyoubuck.com where you can learn more about my friends at Done For Your Real Estate. If you haven't checked them out yet, let me make this easy for you. These guys have found a way to make real estate investing straightforward and their system flat out works. I know because I'm using it. It allows everyday, hardworking Americans like you and me to finally own investment real estate without all the risk and difficulty of doing it on your own. I can't tell you in strong enough terms during this commercial how important it is you check these guys out and all the things they do. So how about this? If you visit doneforyoubuck.com, at the top of the page is a podcast interview I did with Done For Your Real Estate where you can hear my personal experience with their company in my own words. I'll tell you about it in detail from picking the city, the house, getting the broker, the loan, even getting a tenant in place so I get cash flow coming to me every month. Visit doneforyoubuck.com, listen to the podcast interview, and give my friends a chance to show you what they can do for you. We'll be right back with more Hold the Line. And I think it's very important that we say unequivocally, no to lockdowns, no to school closures, no to restrictions, and no mandates. Floridians are free to choose, and all Americans should be free to choose how they govern their affairs, how they take care of themselves and our families, and they should not be consigned to live, regardless of which state in the Union, consigned to live in a Faucian dystopia. Faucian dystopia, well said. 
As Democratic leaders and lawmakers prepare to reinstitute mask mandates and COVID restrictions, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is making it clear that his state will not be following the ever-evolving dictates of Dr. Fauci and the CDC. Public health officials, including Fauci, have come under renewed scrutiny in recent days for being on nearly every side of the issue when it comes to COVID-19, from initial claims that masks were ineffective to now insisting that even vaccinated school children should be masked up all day. With such a spotty track record, it's no wonder why a huge portion of the public doesn't trust America's so-called experts. Con Carroll is the commentary editor at the Washington Examiner. He joins us now. So Con, you wrote a piece on this. Is it time for Fauci to go? Absolutely. I mean, I think if you care at all about the public health of the United States, you want to have uh, our institutions to have some credibility. And Fauci has just lost all credibility. I mean, this guy has been caught lying a number of times. Uh, Slate has a piece up today. They call them noble lies. Um, but they document three times that Fauci has clearly misstated the truth. And, and what they leave out, which is, which is the worst part, is that Fauci aided and abetted the cover-up of the Wuhan lab. Uh, you know, he, he personally approved a grant to Peter Daszak, and he was the scientist who engineered that letter with the Lancet with all 26 other scientists, said that there was no chance whatsoever that this came from the Wuhan lab. Peter Fauci knew him, and after Peter Fauci appeared on television to discount the Wuhan lab, Peter uh, Daszak sent an email thanking him for helping to participate in the cover-up. The American people can't stand that. He's gotta go. It does seem remarkable that here we have a career bureaucrat who has become the face of COVID response in this country. And by response, I mean lockdowns, mask mandates, school closures, all of that. Fauci was the, the leading proponent of it and, and certainly the most visible proponent of it. And we seem to have this sense that, what, he's the only person that could do this job? Why does this guy have so much power. No one thinks he's that smart. No one thinks that he has expertise that you couldn't find thousands of other doctors that either match or exceed just on the face of it. So why does this guy continue? You know, it's like we have one general in charge of a war that has gone terribly. Nobody else can take that, no one else can take that role? Well, I mean, the short answer is, of course, there's gotta be hundreds of other scientists. Literally anyone with a fresh face and a, and a, a doctorate in medicine would be able to do the job better than him. The thing is, though, he's become an idol among the left. He's become an idol among progressives as this uh, soothsayer of truth. And so there see any uh, backing away from him by the Biden administration as a betrayal. And so it's because of that cult status, which is no reason or thinking or logic behind it, that they have to stand by Fauci. And it's just hurting average Americans. You know, in D.C., as of Saturday, they're going back to masks for everybody, vaccinated or not. Mayor Bowser announced this, her office announced this today. And I mean, Con, I'm, ha I'm having trouble with this because I'm at the point now, honestly, where anyone who lives in Washington, D.C., who does not view this as crazy, I have serious concerns about their judgment and even their mental health. So I don't really know how to engage them on this other than to say, stop being crazy. I'm wondering if you have some advice or or a different take on how we could maybe get them to realize what the heck is actually going on here. I don't know, maybe some visuals. You know, you just you just get a graph that shows that deaths are completely flat in DC, even though the Delta has been here. Yes, cases are up, but deaths are completely flat. And just show them that not, there, there's no emergency here. There's no reason for this drastic switch in policy to force everyone to wear masks. There's no logic behind it other than to punish people 
who are choosing to be unvaccinated. That really is the only thing they're doing here is they're trying to punish the people who are not acting the way they want them to act. I mentioned Dr. Fauci is the most visible face of this. There's also, right now at least, in the last few, uh, last six months or so, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, who is looking across the ocean to Europe to see something that she might want to borrow for us over here. And just last question, because I know they're doing it in Europe, but you're not CDC Director of Europe, which I'm sure you're plenty happy about. But they, they're issuing health, <laughs> health passes there, right, where, you know, you can go to a disco or a discotheque, as they like to call it there, if you have a, a health pass. Is that something that the CDC would ever lean into or perhaps advise here? You know, I think some communities are doing that, and, and that may very well be, be a path forward. Vaccine passports. Remember when that was a conspiracy theory or it will never happen? Biden even said that they didn't. A CDC director looks at that and says, man, if only we could do that. That should put people on edge. It's, it's pure security theater. It's like taking off your shoes when you get on an airplane. It does absolutely nothing except make, it, make certain people feel more safe. You know, I have a friend who went to uh, New Jersey, Nick, or not, not the New Jersey, the Brooklyn Nets uh, playoff game. And they required people coming in to uh, show some type of proof of um, the vaccine card. And he didn't have his, he forgot his, but then he remembered he had a picture of it on his phone. But then he showed them, the picture he showed them wasn't even his card. You know, I mean, there's no way you can possibly implement this policy of proving that people got vaccinations. There's no way you can take that card we were all given and make it mandatory or have some type of system to make sure that doesn't get faked to make this policy workable, which just means it's all just theater. Tom, where do you think this goes? I mean, the Biden administration seems to be completely willing. I mean, they've already had the White House say they'll go back into full on mass. They'll do whatever. I mean, whatever the security theater pandemic, anxiety, mass hysteria uh, crowd wants. They'll, they'll, I mean, they're pushing for it and they'll go along with it. Are, are they eventually going to pay a political price? I mean, I, I'm exhausted with the stupidity in, and inanity of so much of this that I, I wonder how it's possible that there aren't more people that view it this way. I mean, as you can tell, I've just, I'm, about to, I'm about to just throw in the towel. I don't even know what that would mean right now. Well, the problem is this is the only play left that works in their playbook right? Uh, the public is already uh, against them on immigration. Their immigration policy is terrible. The public is turning against them on the, on the economy. Uh, 60% of Americans blame Biden correctly for the inflation we've been having. And the only thing he can turn to is, oh, look, I'm really tough on COVID. Um, and I think hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm so hopeful. I hope the Delta variant passes just like it did in the United Kingdom. The numbers go back down. And then Biden is his stable say, Okay, we'll flip flopping back again. Everything you cannot take off your mask. Gone. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Buck. While Democratic politicians are reinstating restrictions, a new report shows the government could be releasing COVID positive migrants into border communities. We'll have more on that and the reaction of Texas Governor Greg Abbott after the break. But first, let's talk about the crypto market for a second here. Everybody wants to invest in cryptocurrency, but it's not that easy to get started. That's why Colin Plume, the CEO of Noble Gold, decided to create My Digital Money. It's an easy-to-use, self-trading crypto IRA platform with concierge-level customer service. It's one of the few U.S.-based cryptocurrency companies that'll answer your phone calls and help you get started. And because your comfort and security is their absolute top priority, they offer an unparalleled military-grade security for your coins, trigger orders to help you secure opportunities for gains or limit losses without having to watch your account 24-7, 
a play money account so you can test the market without risking your money. And with the recent pullback of most of the major cryptocurrencies out there, this might be the best time to get involved in this exciting technology-based investment. When it comes to your money, you deserve a team of dedicated professionals that have your back, speak to you honestly, and treat you like a human, not just a number. Check them out at MyDigitalMoney.com. That's MyDigitalMoney.com. Former DHS Acting Deputy Chief of Staff, Laura Reese, joins us when we come back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As the southern border crisis worsens, Governor Greg Abbott is taking matters into his own hands, banning certain transportation of migrants who could be infected with COVID. This after COVID-positive illegal immigrants were released into some border communities causing major outbreaks. Where's the White House? Well, that's right, they're demanding U.S. citizens put masks back on their faces while turning a blind eye to the influx of people across our southern border who may very well be infected in large numbers. Join me now to discuss former DHS Acting Deputy Chief of Staff, Laura Reese. Laura, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me on. What do you make of this right now at the southern border, given the COVID crisis and how it's being treated in the rest of the country? Well, it's complete chaos, and the Biden administration has been extremely inconsistent uh, with respect to COVID and requirements and mandates and lockdowns, et cetera, for American citizens, and yet opening the door and opening our border for anyone to come in across the southern border, no matter whether they have COVID, and seemingly some do now, um, and no matter where they go. And so either we're in a pandemic and a health uh, risk or we aren't. And this administration needs to be consistent about this. It seems like the numbers of just illegal crossings alone every month are showing the trend only going up, uh, that, that even the summer lull or the summer uh, drop is, is, has not been happening, at least based on the numbers we saw in June. June of 2020, 30,836 uh, encounters at our southern border. Now, granted, that was during the pandemic, but June of 2021, 188,829. I'm assuming when you worked at DHS, Laura, you never saw a number like that, did you? 
No, these numbers are historic and this is not uh, seasonal. These numbers should be going down by this month, uh, by June, because it is so hot. And now agents are seeing people die from, from the heat uh, and the humidity and they do their best they, that they can to rescue people. Um, but the administration, the policies, the messaging that it continues to give um, encourages more people to come here illegally, endangering their own lives and endangering the agents' lives. And I mean, so think, they go ahead. Go ahead. The administration needs to pause and and self-examine and uh, change its messaging and change its policies. Well, what I was going to ask you is, do you think there's any realistic hope that they'll do that? Because based on everything that we've been seeing, and uh, when I was at the border a few months ago and speaking to members of Border Patrol, increasingly it seems like the White House, the Biden administration, Kamala Harris, the vice president who was the border czar have to be aware of what's going on here. They're certainly seeing the numbers. They must be able to get some sense from speaking to people who are at DHS now or who are working on, uh, for Border Patrol, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, that this is such a mess. How can one think that this isn't just they don't care and maybe they actually prefer this to be the end state at the border? Because I don't see how they're trying to stop it. And that's, I guess, what I'm really trying to get at with you. I agree. And this seems uh, very intentional. And unfortunately, it takes something to happen personally to one of these leaders um, or uh, to happen to several people for them to change their policies. We're seeing this right now, finally, with the defund, now refund the police effort. After so many people were needlessly killed and after, you know, defund the police movement, you're now starting to hear uh, police chiefs and now the mayor of D.C. start to backpedal and um, refund police. Unfortunately, how many American lives have to be lost due to an open border, whether it's the drugs that are crossing, the poisonous fentanyl, uh, the criminals who are crossing, COVID cases who are crossing, terrorists? Uh, what is it going to take? And unfortunately, it should not take that, but too often it does. I mean, earlier this week, the Biden administration unveiled a 21-point plan outlining its full strategy on immigration. Some are saying too little too late. What, what do you think of the, of the Biden, at least the official plan on immigration? What, what's this going to mean? Well, the, uh, the Biden administration keeps calling this fair, orderly, and humane. And they keep repeating those words in, in the hopes that Americans will believe it. Uh, but Americans see what's happening every day at the border and they know nothing about this is fair or orderly or humane. And so the administration uh, continues to press ahead with these bad policies. They continue to entice unaccompanied children to come to the, to the border and then shower benefits on them. And so it's just one of the, the many tactics that we'll keep repeating these words and eventually you'll repeat it and then you'll believe it. Um, unfortunately, I think the COVID example is so stark in terms of inconsistency and what Americans have been through the past year and a half. Americans are having none of it. Uh, Jim Jordan tweeted this out, speaking of COVID, your kids have to wear a mask at school, but not illegal immigrants crossing the southern border. Congressman Jim Jordan of, of Ohio. What is the reality right now, at least as far as we know, about the level of testing and, and what precautions, if any? I mean, what, basically, what are COVID protocols at the border for those who are illegally apprehended? 
Well, it seems to be very inconsistent. Um, and now we're hearing reports from whistleblowers that the Biden administration told uh, Health and Human Services staff to, to be quiet about the high COVID cases among unaccompanied children who were staying in the HHS shelters. Um, so it seems to be inconsistent and ineffective. Uh, as more uh, people are testing positive, we, they, we had a 900% jump just in the Rio Grande Valley alone recently. Um, so whatever protocols they're using, it seems to be inconsistent and ineffective. How is morale, as much as you can gauge it from, I know this is anecdotal, but as somebody who was a, was a deputy chief of staff level in DHS, the people that are still behind, uh, that are still there, and, and the, the career folks, do they feel like, on the border issue specifically, this is just an unworkable mess? Or what's the, what's the sense? What's the attitude? The morale's in the tank. They're not allowed to do their jobs, uh, particularly at ICE. Uh, their hands have been tied so severely uh, that they are removing um, about one case every other month per agent. And so they are doing the best that they can. Um, they are saving lives. But unfortunately, these policies are putting them in a position where um, they aren't able to do their jobs, their proper jobs. And they are much more in a, um, a search and rescue mode, if you will, uh, instead of enforcing our laws and securing our border. And so this administration continues to put American citizens last, American sovereignty last, and putting uh, illegal immigrants first. Laura, thank you very much for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Some disappointing news on the economic front today as GDP growth failed to meet expectations. Trish Regan, the host of the Trish Regan Intel podcast, joins us next to discuss the latest numbers. Well, let's talk a bit about the economy and how you can protect yourself and your money. We're living in uncertain times, and you know that the unknown could come up at any moment. I'm sure you've noticed that it's really unpredictable. One thing we can expect, though, is inflation. The government is passing massive spending bills. The Federal Reserve is printing trillions of dollars in fiat currency. And experts are saying inflation could run rampant in the coming months. That could spell disaster for the dollars in your bank account. We can all benefit from something a little more reliable right about now. What could be more reliable than real gold and silver? I'm talking about real gold and silver you can actually hold right in your hands. Call the Oxford Gold Group now and learn how easy it is to get real gold and silver sent securely directly to your home or how you can have real gold and silver placed in your IRA or 401k. Just call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-600-GOLD and ask for your free guide on owning gold and silver. Again, call the Oxford Gold Group right now at 833-600-GOLD. The Oxford Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Give them a call at 833-600-GOLD. One more time, that's 833-600-G-O-L-D. We'll be right back with Trish Regan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. 
But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Swing and a miss. Disappointing turn of events for the U.S. economy's second quarter review. GDP rose by 6.5%, considerably less than the 8.4% that had been estimated. President Biden went on to tweet after the quarterly review, America is on the move again, and today's new GDP numbers put our economy back at pre-pandemic levels. Make no mistake, this growth was no accident. It's a direct result of our efforts to deliver economic relief to families, small businesses, and communities across the country. Hmm. The only growth I feel like we're seeing these days is in prices. We got the host of Trish Intel with us now, Trish Regan. She joins us. Trish, great to see you. Hey, good to see you, Buck. So a tough one here for GDP, given what was expected and what was forecast. Uh, Given the amount of businesses that have been shut down due to limitations, specifically not having enough workers, right, that that's a big problem here. What are the biggest factors? I mean, that's one of them. What, What else matters? Why didn't we hit the number that was projected on GDP side? Well, there's still some supply issue things going on, right? The inventory levels are are very challenged right now, in part because so many places shut down, right? And maybe they're back up and running, or maybe they're not. Maybe they can't find workers, and that's why they can't get the factory back to where it was. And so there's this backlog, right, of inventory. And so there's some truth in that when they keep citing it. But I'm amazed by that tweet because it's completely tone deaf to everything that's going on. I get it. They have to spin it, Buck, and they're going to spin it and spin it and spin it. But I'm like, is this like Alice in Wonderland, right? Everything is upside down because I'm reading that tweet and Steny Horrier had one out. They're all out there, right, trying to spin this thing. And I'm like, wait a second, guys, this came in far worse than expected. Still better than 6% growth, and I'll take it. (laughs) When he says we're back at pre-pandemic levels, well, duh, we've already been back at pre-pandemic levels. In fact, that recession that we we went through was actually very deep, but very short lived. And it's pretty typical when you have something like that happen that you bounce back in a massive way, right? Because it was that bad. So therefore now it should look that good in comparison. And so the fact that they only get 6% and change growth when everybody's anticipating 8.4% or maybe even higher, that's not good, Buck. It's not good. And I'm telling you, we're not going to be able to sustain this economy at this rate. You know, we have a, a graph here, the United States GDP between 2005 and present day to show folks the changes. I, I, I mean, Trish, it, it seems like we were in an artificial recession insofar as it was just a function of shutdowns and, yes, the pandemic uh, along with it. So, Shouldn't the economy, you know, there was a bounce back that initially happened, but shouldn't the economy be in a real clear uptrend here? I mean, is it 
Is there anything you can point to from the Biden administration side in terms of the decisions they've been making that is clearly slowing this thing down? Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but you know, you hand out $600 a week stimulus checks from the federal government, right? Combined with another 600 you may get from state and suddenly nobody's going to work again. Now I know those have been reduced and significantly reduced, right? In a lot of conservative led states in an effort to try and get people back into the workplace. But I'm sorry, you know, sitting on unemployment kind of beats washing dishes, so to speak. And so as a result, Buck, you don't have enough people going in and getting jobs, right? It's too attractive to stay home. There's something called an opportunity cost. The opportunity cost is, you know what? They've got to figure out childcare in many situations, especially because schools have been shut down. They've got to pay more money to put gas in their tank. They got to get food for you know lunch at work. And plus there's just the headache of having to go to work every day. I mean, a lot of people are making a very conscious, very um, strategic decision, shall we say, not to go. And that's an overhang on the economy, right? Because if you're a small business owner, you want to get things back up and running, but you can't because you can't find labor. And so there's no labor, which is a, an increasingly a drag on this whole supply and inventory issue, right? Combined with, you know, rising prices, which don't forget what that does to the economy. I mean, we're going into what I would call a mass inflation era. And, you know, Buck, I've been talking about this since the second COVID stimulus check by none other than Donald Trump. Don't forget when he did his second round. And then, of course, we had to get the third round from Biden. And I've been saying all along, you can't just print money like this. The Federal Reserve, meanwhile, coming out yesterday and saying, we're going to keep on printing, right? Because they have an excuse now. Effectively, COVID has become an excuse to hand out money, whether it be via the Biden administration and the $1.2 trillion infrastructure plan, right? We're going to get courtesy of some Republicans who apparently have completely forgot about their conservative roots. Fiscal conservatism is no longer. So you've got all that spending combined with the Fed spending. And look, I don't know. I mean, 28 trillion in debt, and we're gonna have upwards of 30 by the end of the year. I, I don't know where this goes because we can't afford it. You mentioned the inflation numbers, Trish, as they are already uh, ticking up. CNBC uh, highlighted the increased inflation numbers this way, consumer prices increased 5.4% in June from a year earlier, the biggest monthly gain since August of 2008, going back to what was happening when the economy was obviously in really rough shape or about to be. And uh, food and energy prices were also up substantially, 0.8% and 1.5% respectively. Gasoline index rose 2.5% in June, is up over 45.1% over the last 12 months. Food has increased 2.4% in the last year. People have less purchasing power now, don't they? I mean, especially if you're reliant on wages and you're an hourly worker or you're just barely making ends meet paying your mortgage, these percentages add up pretty quickly. Sure. I mean, diapers, I don't have I don't have babies in diapers, but a lot of people do. And they're kind of, you know, the, a big strength in our society, right? Young families, diapers are up 14% in the last year. I mean, all these companies have come out and said, we're raising prices. You saw John Casmatidis, who runs Gristades, a big, big famous grocery store chain in New York. He came out and said, guess what? Expect 11 to 14% of an increase on grocery store shelves by next year. Look, and it's not like, to your point, wages are going up simultaneously. One thing that the previous administration really doesn't get any credit for is the fact that median wages grew for the first time in decades. 
under the Trump administration's economic policies. You know, look, under Obama and Biden, median wages went nowhere. Annual growth was nowhere, less than 2%. But there was inflation, certainly in asset prices, right? You saw the stock market go up, up, up and away. And so I think we're seeing a little bit of deja vu here, except the added component of mass inflation on the consumer price scale. So this is not, you know, for him to kind of rejoice in this, I get it. This is what he's supposed to do. He's a politician. He's the president. And they're all going to rejoice in this. But the reality is nobody should be happy with where our economy is heading and what it's been doing under this administration. Trish, appreciate the expertise. Good to see you. Good to see you, Buck. Coming up, Elizabeth Warren backs Gavin Newsom in the recall fight, and the Biden administration indicated they're open to returning to lockdowns. No shock there. Before we get into that, let's talk about how everyone wants to invest in cryptocurrencies, but they don't know how to get started with it. That's why Colin Plume, the CEO of Noble Gold, decided to create My Digital Money. It's an easy-to-use, self-trading crypto IRA platform with concierge-level customer service. It's one of the few U.S.-based cryptocurrency companies that will answer your phone calls and help you get started. Because your comfort and security is their absolute top priority, they offer an unparalleled military-grade security for your coins, trigger orders to help you secure opportunities for gains or limit losses without having to watch your account 24-7, a play money account so you can test the market without risking your money, and with the recent pullback of most of the major cryptocurrencies, this might be the best time to get into this exciting technology-based investment. When it comes to your money, you deserve a team of dedicated professionals that have your back, speak to you honestly, and treat you like a human, not just a number. Check them out at MyDigitalMoney.com. That's MyDigitalMoney.com. Our Secretary of Defense shows up in the Philippines looking interesting. And Italians are taking their vaccine passport frustration to the floor of Parliament. Molto bene. It's time for quick hits. Let's get to it. Let's start with Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, who arrived in the Philippines um, looking like this. A mask and a face shield. Double masking, so to speak. Remember when that was what was required? That was this year. If you took the virus seriously, remember when all of a sudden all these Democrats started showing up with two masks on their faces? Whatever happened to that? Notice how they're not saying that right now. I'm not saying they won't. At some point they might say, we need the two masks, you know, the nuclear weapon of antivirus theater. Um, But if it was so important to have two masks then, why wouldn't it be so important to have it now? Although, to be fair, Secretary of Defense Austin clearly thinks it is. Yeah, I'm sure that face shield does a lot, you know, because it's not like air goes beneath it and in from the sides and you're just breathing in air that's out there. That face shield is really the difference between infection and living a long, happy life. Sure, that's what they're telling people. Um, Elizabeth Warren ties the California recall to Trump Republicans. This was, this was fascinating. Watch this ad. 
Here's the deal with the recall of Gavin Newsom. We've seen Trump Republicans across the country attacking election results and the right to vote. Now they're coming to grab power in California, abusing the recall process and costing taxpayers millions. Here's how we stop them. Every Californian will get a mail-in ballot for the September 14th election. Vote no to protect California and our democracy. Stop the Republican recall. It's, uh, it's not all Republicans doing this, but that's cute though. Isn't that, isn't that so nice that they have a, a ready narrative here to defend little, little Gavin Newsom, who's tied in with all these Democrat elites, so they like him. Even though the guy has been a disaster during COVID, he's a phony and we all know it. Even the Democrats know it. Um, but Elizabeth Warren, one thing that she has true expertise in is utter phoniness. So she is in a, really a class by herself. Um, you could say she was, you know, the, the original in so many ways, you know, of the, of the phonies. Um, oh, a Trump Republican. I also love that term, too. Trump Republican. Oh, look at that. They say it as a pejorative. She says it as one. Um, but there are many of us who would say, yeah, it's got kind of a nice ring to it. Over in Italy, because remember, the Europeans are also having their own battles with the lockdown lunatics in their midst. Uh, the floor of the Italian parliament now is going to have people who have to have green passes for the vaccine. So instead of just accepting that, there are people who are going out here who are saying, this is unacceptable. This is madness. You cannot force us to get uh, vaccinated. And look, I, I can understand there are a lot of people who might be thinking, well, it's not that big a deal. Just get vaccinated. If the government can force you to do this medical thing, the government can force you to do a whole lot more. Slopes are slippery. It is a truth in life. And we're going to see that with this situation as it continues to play out. And if you're wondering, speaking of slippery slopes, where all this right now is going, we have in Washington, D.C., the return of mask mandates as of Saturday for everybody over the age of two. You've already had L.A. County doing that. Some back and forth in St. Louis County uh, over mask mandates. Other places, I think in New Orleans now, it's recommended but not required. New York City next week is going to have some kind of new mask policy they're going to unveil. We're not sure what it is yet, but it's not going to be good. Uh, how bad can all of this really get? Uh, how much are the Democrats willing to put people through once again? I mean, remember, in a place like Washington, D.C., you know how many deaths they've had from COVID in the last two weeks? Two. Two deaths in two weeks, and they're going to make everybody mask up again as if that's going to stop what's happening with the spread of this virus. It's totally insane. But here's the Biden administration saying that they might get crazier. Lockdowns could be coming real ones. He also once said that we didn't have to wear masks anymore once we were vaccinated. So why should Americans trust him now? Well, because we listen to the scientists. We listen to the expert. This is a public health situation. This is not about politics at all. This is about saving lives. And this is what the president is all about. He wants to make sure that we are saving lives. If scientists come to you at some point down the line and say, it is our opinion that there should be shutdowns and there should be school closures, you would do that. Well, we listen to, like I said, we listen to the CDC and the, the expert and the and their guidance. Um, our, you know, our the, the CDC is a is a body that is very well respected. Not by anybody who knows anything. We'll come back to that another time. That's it for tonight's Hold the Line. The No Spin News with Bill O'Reilly's up next. Shields high.